Hey everyone, welcome to Movie Films with Bill and Steve. I'm a Steve. And I'm a Bill. Movies talk. So let's talk movies. Let's talk those movies. How you doing, Bill? I'm doing pretty good. I just got off a hellacious past two weeks of doing lots of work. Now things are settling out a bit before, you know, of course more projects come down the line at work, get busy again. But you know what? Gotta take this time, take a breather, enjoy myself. Uh, so that's that on that front. Uh, personal life, not a lot going on. Uh, you know, we just got done uh, this last weekend with, you know, NXT TakeOver, Brooklyn 3, SummerSlam. That Sunday, though, I was down in Alton, Illinois, outside of St. Louis for uh, a Glory Pro show, which was fantastic. Always a great time going to those shows. Uh, some of the best uh, bang for your buck when it comes to, uh, you know, am- you know in the independent uh, wrestling, being live, having it right there, two feet from your face. Always a good time. Uh, SummerSlam uh, was seven hours long. Yes, uh, I did not watch it because I could not, but I, so I came, I came home, it was perfect. So I came home, I just watched the main event, and then I just kind of skimmed through the rest of the show, and so I got it all watched in about an hour, and that was it. I was, <laughs> I was done. I was sat. There you go. Uh, uh, takeover, uh, Brooklyn 3. Uh, going into it, I didn't care very much, because mm-hmm. uh, I didn't think the cards looked that great. The show itself was excellent. Uh, the show, what, Takedown was fucking amazing. Yeah, it was it was so much better than I. Th- I think everyone agreed. Like going into it, the card didn't seem that great. The execution of it and the matches, everything else, magnifique, magnifique. It was glorious. <laughs> uh, so that was fantastic. It was really fun to catch that. And uh, other than that, not a lot going on for me. I I started playing Warcraft again. Oh, I'm sorry. Why are you sorry? Warcraft because uh, podcast is going to be canceled because you have to play Warcraft all the time now. Uh, no, that's not how that works at all. Oh. Oh, never mind then. No, I don't know why anybody would think that. No, I just get on when I have free time. So like I said, just playing another video game, I just sit down and I play Warcraft. I don't... <laughs> Are we still doing the memes of your life is just consumed by an MMO nowadays? Is that still a meme that we we do? I guess. People spend hours playing all sorts of video games. They're fine. Everyone's like, their kids are dying in the other room while they're playing PUBG. But, oh, you're playing Warcraft? <laughs> You got no no life? No life. Excuse me, I need to play uh, Call of Duty for the next 17 hours. Don't mind me, I just dropped $2,000 on crates and PUBG so I can get a skirt. (laughs) Don't mind me. Wait, you paid $15 a month for your game? (laughs) You stupid loser. Don't you know Warcraft's terrible? Uh, Well, I've I've only been playing it for 10 years. I don't know. (laughs) I think it's pretty great, but that's okay. I think it's a lot of fun. No, uh, I've been on break since April when I came to visit you. Uh, big patch content was dropping at the time, and I was just like, "Oh, I'm not gonna have a whole lot of time coming up." And I'm like, "I've been, you know, it's been probably the longest street streak of time." Because normally I take, I take breaks, like four or five months month breaks, like out of every expansion, just because you know sometimes you want you just don't feel it anymore. So and then then um, a couple weeks ago, I just sat down. I was like, "Oh, you know, I feel like playing." So I subbed up and started playing again, having a good time. New content of uh, new patch contents coming up looks really cool. A lot of good stuff going on that that whole. Uh, uh, realm of my video gaming um i still haven't beat yakuza zero uh just because i'm terrible about playing any video games most of the time uh but uh, yakuza kiwami comes out next week that's like the remake game of the first yakuza game which is gonna be great because a lot of people have been getting into the game series on a P- after ps3 and on so on and so on yeah now they can they can play the first game that's really nice and then yakuza 6 is getting come is you know getting localized come to the united states next year in march Hell I yeah. already pre-ordered the collector's edition. It comes with two shot glasses uh, and two uh, whiskey stones and an art book. That sounds pretty nice. 
I bought that. I bought pre-ordered that. That means I'm buying that. <laughs> I, lo- I love the collector's edition for the Yakuza games. They're, they're fantastic. Like the, not, it wasn't necessarily a collector's edition, but like the kind of like the quote-unquote day one edition of Yakuza 0 came with like a metal business card holder that came with like recreation of business cards from the game. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, it was a neat little thing. It wasn't like some you know, big deal, but it was just really cool that they included that. So, but Yakuza Six, I'm really excited for that game because that's the first uh, Yakuza game that was expressly just made for the PS4. Oh, that's that, cool. It, good. Yakuza yeah, yeah. Yakuza Five was, um, you know, one of those you know PS3, PS4 type situations. Mm-hmm. And so oh, sorry. Zero, right? No, sorry. Uh, no, I'm sorry. I got mixed up. Zero is the one. Zero is the yeah. one that was a was kind of a, a PS3 game in Japan that they put on PS4 for the United States. Mm-hmm. If I remember correctly, I'm sorry yes. if I'm getting that mixed up. No, you're right. So, so it's it's kind of looks better, but it doesn't have a lot of the it's engine stuff. Like you use a six, uh, you can go and when you go into the it's like seamlessly going into the convenience stores, and you can actually like destroy the convenience stores and stuff. So you can like destroy the racks and everything else inside. There's a lot more like combat stuff that you can do mm-hmm. that you couldn't do in the previous games. So that's looking pretty exciting. Uh, and I, one last bit of video game news before we get on how seeing how Steve's doing. Uh, did, did you hear about all the uh, Xbox stuff? No. Uh, so the Xbox One X, you know, that's coming out this year. You know, that yes. whole, the whole, whole fiasco. Yes. Uh, well, they had their conference thing at Gamescom where they basically said, you know, uh, yeah, Crackdown 3, the big game we were hoping to launch with. Yeah, it's delayed till next year. Oh. On top of everything else, they're like, oh, but you can, uh, there's uh, some 4K versions of Kinect games. <laughs> that's amazing. So all the, like, the big first party stuff that they were hoping to launch that, you know, I don't know, that boondoggle. Yeah. <laughs> The it's like now they, have, now they have nothing from seemingly right now jesus christ well don't worry they they advertise dragon balls fighters which is also on the ps4 it's on the ps4 and more people own a ps4 and more people that probably play a game on a ps4 oh absolutely and the same thing now now the big hilarious thing is um with PUBG because like everyone's wondering if that's called xbox and the developer won't say that it's not coming to PS4. So it's it's coming to PS4. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of comical that all that's going on. Because I know it's the big deal. I don't give a shit about that game. I've not played it, whatever. Because just I don't have the, PS, the PC for it, whatever. I don't really... It doesn't that interest me that much. But that's a huge deal. It's a big game. So knowing where it's going console-wise might make a difference. But given Xbox's current status, I don't think so. Microsoft really just whole... Fuck the whole pooch this generation. Ever since day one. Ever since day one. I guess uh, even well, even like day zero when they like when they first announced everything before the shit they came out and they're uh, talking about all those ludicrous fucking DRM and things. Yep. And it's then it's like, well, you already you already fucked over yourselves. Like no one wants your console anymore. It doesn't matter. You tried to fix things. You told people to go fuck themselves. Hey, what's my other option if I don't want to do this? Well, Xbox uh, 360. Yeah, it's right there. You can do that. Oh, okay. Well, I'm gonna get a PS4 then. You might as well smack their mothers in the face if you're make, with the middle finger out in your hand as you slap them. Mm-hmm. That's how offensive it was. And now they want to be like, here's this 4K box. It's the Xbox One X. It can play 4K stuff. It can play Minecraft in 4K! It's oh, only the okay. uh, third iteration of this console that we're trying to get you to buy for $500. Yeah. Come Christmas time, your mom's going to go, okay, this is this PS4 is $250, and this thing's $500. I'll go Honey, you're getting a PS4. Or even Switch. the PS4 Pro is cheaper, you know? Yeah, and it'll even be cheaper by Christmas. Yeah. So what? It doesn't play 4K Blu-rays. Parents buying stuff for their kids don't give a shit. Yeah, they don't give a shit. Most people don't give a shit about 4K Blu-rays. That's a very niche market, I think, right now, currently. 
I agree, but it still would have been nice if it was in the PS4 Pro. I do. Yeah, agree. yeah. I still think it's a negative. Don't get me wrong. I just don't think it's. I don't think it's as. It's big not of a as deal. vital as some people made it out to be. Yeah, some people are like, oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. it's like, well, you're just trying to find something to complain about. Yeah, I, th- I think personally. Uh, so uh, sorry. That's enough about me. Enough about the world of video games. Steve, how are you doing this doing this week? I'm doing pretty good. Uh, all things considered, um, I rented Arms for the Switch. It was fun for a day, and then I took it back, and I'm glad I did not buy Arms. Yeah, it's only, well, that's a $60 game, right? It just, that's what they're charging, but it sure as fuck not. That's what I'm saying. I'm like, <laughs> that, people paid $60. I mean, that's fine. People paid $60 for that Bomberman game that came up for Switch. Jesus. I heard yeah. that thing was a pile of garbage. I bet it was. Um, I I watched Takedown. It was a great time. Uh, that Asuka and Moon match of the American wrestling that I've seen might be my match of the year so far. Uh, first off, sorry, you keep saying Takedown is Takeover. Uh, NXT downtake. Downtake. Okay, that's good. Downshift. <laughs> I'm sorry. NXT is, bash ta- the beach. It is takeover. <laughs> they own the rights. Why not? Why not? Fuck it. Fucking Halloween havoc. Uh, Brooklyn three. Yes, it is. Uh, I'm sorry. I kept that's calling okay. it the wrong that's... name. Uh, yeah, Oscar Ember Moon was very good. I, th- I thought it was my favorite match of that show. I know a lot of people thought I did. I need to go back and watch Gargano and uh, um um. Almost. I, did, I didn't get... That's the one match I missed when I came home. It already had aired. Heard that was really good. I need to go back and check that out. I mean, it was good, but definitely not a match of the night. At least not to me. But then again, I'm a huge sucker for Asuka. And no, my no, wife's sure. actually a huge sucker for Ever Moon. I like her in-ring, like we said before. I like her in-ring. I don't like her... Yeah, absolutely. Much. Yeah, you know, that was a great match. Um, I'm not... I, I, WWE's product would definitely be my top three. I don't know. Because are we counting like, the UK stuff as part of... WWE, because that's like... WWE. I wasn't. That, 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 like, uh, Tyler Bate versus Pete Dunne from TakeOver Chicago, I thought was better. Uh, you're right about that. Yeah. I, I originally wasn't including the UK stuff, but you're right. Yeah. I, I'm just, If I'm thinking about st- either stuff that was on NXT shows slash WWE pay-per-views, mm-hmm. I would uh, put those two. I mean, I think TakeOver uh, Brooklyn 3 was easily, easily the best pay-per-view of the year for uh, WWE mm-hmm. as of right now. Absolutely. Agreed. <laughs> Yeah, it was oh. from top to bottom. This is such a stellar show, and, and it was, it's great. It was only two hours, like two and a half hours long, around around there. It was fast. It gave you great quality stuff. It wasn't like SummerSlam, which was seven hours. Which I also watched all of it. I'm so sorry. Live. Uh I will say the SummerSlam was. I thought it was a pretty good pay per view. Uh, I saw people on the internet bitching, but I don't know if my expectations were just low based on what we've been getting the past couple of months. Mm-hmm. But I thought Summer Slam was a good show. Almost every single match was a good match, so I'm not going to complain. Oh, you liked that six-second uh, Randy Orton Rusev match? Yeah, I fucking love that. I'm not even being sarcastic. I love that shit. I don't like stuff like that. Because what's that I, do for Rusev? I, I love it so long as they don't overdo it. And that was the first time they did it in a while, and I didn't really care about a Randy Orton Rusev match. And I feel a little bad for Rusev, but I also appreciate that they were just like, okay, get fucked, moving on. Remember when Eric Rowan fought The Rock at WrestleMania two years ago? <laughs> yes. Oh, God. Oh, God. Main uh, event was pretty solid, though. I don't know if it was, like, as good as everyone said it was. I thought it was, I thought it was solid. Yeah. I, I enjoyed that they kept Braun looking strong, and they... Oh, my God. They I, pinned R- R- Roman, so... I was losing my fucking mind. Uh, yeah. I, am, I am disappointed that both Jinder and Brock retained their belts... I was hoping that one of them would switch up at least, mm-hmm. especially Brock. Like I was even saying, like, uh, "Honey, this is this is how desperate I am for Brock to lose the belt." I'd be okay if Roman Reigns won the belt. 
No, Roman is going to beat Brock at WrestleMania, Steve. I don't want... Why? Why, why is Brock going to hold the belt for a fucking year? Uh, because... Jesus. If we're lucky, they'll let Braun beat him at No Mercy next month. If we're lucky, but that won't happen. I mean, personally, that should be a WrestleMania match. I don't know why we're doing that at No, no Mercy in fucking well, September. Samoa Samo Joe and Brock Lesnar also was a WrestleMania match, and that was a great balls of fire! Yeah, we just can't... They just... They have no, no, uh, no discipline. No restraint. No, you know, none of that. All, all those adjectives I use to describe New Japan booking all the time, where that's like, you know, you wait like a year to get something, and when you get it, like, it's so great and so worth it. W's like, no, we have to get it now. They want it, we gotta get to them now. We can't make them, like, want really it. want it and savor it and appreciate it when it comes. Like, it has to be now. Strike while Aaron's hot. Doesn't matter if it's lukewarm when it could be, like, really hot. We gotta get it now. Right now. Right now. Um... I was a little disappointed that uh, Shinsuke had to job to Jinder, who I don't think is very good in the ring. Uh, and, I'm honestly, and I'm honestly surprised that he didn't lose it, because they gave him the belt in order to get those India ratings. Yeah. And they have not gotten those India ratings after three months. I thought they were finally going to be like, you know what, we gave it a shot, and fuck it. Well, they're clearly playing the long game. Clearly. If, uh, SmackDown feels so strange. It feels like the U.S. belt is the top belt and the world championship is not. It does kind of feel like that. To wonder why it's like, why didn't they just give Ginger the U.S. belt? <laughs> yeah, the champion of the United States is from India. They could have really played that up, actually. But he's from Canada. But... <laughs> A lot of Canadian champions on, uh, in, on SmackDown. Yeah. Good stuff. But the matches, I, I enjoyed them. Whatever. It was. It yeah. didn't need to be seven fucking hours long. <laughs> nope. More is more. <laughs> um, also, uh, Coke came out with a replacement of Coke Zero this week, so I bought a bottle. Okay. And uh, I don't ever, I don't think I've ever mentioned this on the podcast, because why would I? Coke Zero is probably my favorite year-round soda. It's pretty much the only thing that you'll find in my fridge, because it has no calories, and I like the taste a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they are discontinuing it and replacing it with Coca-Cola Zero Calories. That is the full name of this new soda. Okay. I don't know. I don't know why. Uh, I would have even preferred uh, Coke Zero Two or Zero Squared or anything other than what they've called it. I got a bottle, and it's not as good as Coke Zero. Fuck you, Coke. Well, Steve, I have some good news for you. It's it's okay though. It's not terrible. It's not god awful. I I can manage, but it is definitely a downgrade. It's still the best diet soda on the market. Steve, I got some good news for you. You want to hear the best news ever? Um, maybe. Crystal Pepsi is back, baby. New new batches are hitting stores now, baby. Get mm, get that delicious Crystal Pepsi goodness. Uh, did are they doing a diet Crystal Pepsi this time? Uh, Steve, no, fuck you. You drink regular Crystal Pepsi or you eat a dick. God damn it! Well, give you're me gonna that. you're gonna be eating so much dick. Give me those dicks. Yep, time, <laughs> time to eat them because Crystal Pepsi's back, baby. I thought the last batch that was the second time we were gonna get them for like the next twenty years. No, it's back, Rachel. Out the other day, I was at the store, picked me up a bottle, I drank it, mmm, so tasty, so clear. I would be super okay with Crystal Pepsi being, like, a yearly summer thing. That'd be amazing. Or at least a uh, fall because, thing, because it's, it's always oh, a yeah, really yeah, season you're right. fall. If every year I could give Crystal Pepsi in the fall, I'd be so happy. Because originally they were just saying, like, oh, we're just doing this this one time and that's it. And I, I really called them out on that shit, because, like, Surge is still fucking getting stocked in stores to this day. So there's no reason why Crystal Pepsi had to leave forever again. Yeah. Especially since people bought the shit out of it. That's great. Um, but no, uh, yeah, I'd be okay with it being a yearly thing. Oh, speaking of yearly sodas and horse shit, so uh, I d- apparently when Mountain Dew had their fucking votes between Baja Blast and Pitch Black, 
Uh, what they also meant was whoever loses is discontinued fucking forever, because Baja Blast did not get a summer release in stores like it has been getting for the past four years. Huh. And I'm very upset about that, because I always... Again, like, I most, I barely drink soda, and when I do drink soda, I drink diet because I don't need the excess calories, but Baja Blast is, mm, so fucking good, give me the 300 fucking calories in liquid form to just destroy my fucking body. Yeah. So, so I'd always get a 12-pack at the start of summer, but then I get another 12-pack, like, right now and save it for my Christmas party so that people can have that sweet, delicious nectar of the gods outside of the season because the uh, cans last, they like, the expiration date was January, so it was perfect. Yeah. I can't do that this year, so fuck you, PepsiCo! Baja Blast is the only great soda that you got. Well, you can go to Taco Bell. I don't want to do that, Bill. You can get Baja Blast there. I don't want to go to Taco Bell, Bill. Why? Taco Bell's great. Taco Bell is great. But the closest Taco Bell to me is 20 minutes away. And oh, I'd, Jesus Christ, Steve. And then I'd have to get, like, multiple cups of Baja Blast. You know what I mean? That's a pain in the ass. No, you just take a like a you know a bucket and you just keep refilling the same cup. There's no one says you can't fill the cup and then dump it in your bucket. That's that's true. Oh man, why can't Taco Bell have that one gallon soda cup like KFC had for a while? I got one of those once and I drank the whole thing and then I wanted to die. I would say they're owned by a better company, but KFC and Taco Bell are both owned by Pepsi. So. Yep, both owned by Pepsi. <laughs> so <laughs> don't know. But I think she's my life hack that'll help you out a lot. I'm sorry, I'm still waiting for them to bring back uh, whatever Mountain Dew gamer blue gamer fuel. That shit was awesome. Yeah, there's red game because they did the whole like uh, Warcraft Horde Alliance where Horde was the basically red gamer fuel, then Alliance was this blue gamer fuel that was fucking awesome. I preferred the red orange one, the the cherry one. That's my gamer fu- game fuel, but I appreciated the blue, and I yeah, understand I really why you like it. Uh, it's what you can get. You did you know you can get the well at least at my local Arby's you can get the Red Gamer fuel at the fountain. I did notice that they've been putting in like commercials and stuff, so I need to stop at Arby's a little bit more often because Game Fuel is also on those sodas that's barely on fucking store shelves. Yeah, it's just so strange because that seems like such a big brand. Yeah, so it's, it's weird. Okay, well we're gonna move on from soda talk. No, nope, the so soda much. cast. Soda cast. Popcast. By Mellow Yeller. <laughs> this is so much better than that Mountain Dew. Such a, yeah, Mount, Mount, Meller Yeller, uh, uh, Gamer uh, Gasoline. I try to think of a Mellow Yellow version of Gamer <laughs> Gamer Fuel, but I don't know what they would call that. Uh, player functioning liquid? Yeah. that work for you? Send me your marketing dollars right away. I'll get on that. <laughs> uh, the best jingles, the best ad slogans, the best campaigns. Uh, speaking of the possibly the best movie I might ever have heard of, uh, speaking of all this Knight Rider movie stuff going on, like there's this talks of John Cena and Kevin Hart doing some movie. I don't know what the fuck the deal with is that, but David Hasselhoff wants a Knight Rider movie like Logan, directed by Robert Rodriguez. The best film ever created. The best film never created yet. Yet. Mm-hmm. It, it's coming. I think that'd be incredible. I like Robert Rodriguez as a director, as long as he doesn't go too heavy in CGI. So Machete Kills was a bit too bit too much, uh, but as far as uh, getting some Hasselhoff and some Knight Rider action on the big screen, all like all like Shane and Logan and all these like weird like depressing kind of I don't know movie where like either I don't know if it's him or Kit or someone's gonna die. Mm-hmm. I would I would absolutely see that and I'd have a good time. I hope Kit is really old. But yeah, it's still the same Trans Am just like driving around and yeah, you know it's getting too old. And it has a beard. 
The car has a beard. <laughs> Hasselhoff at his age now still wears like the jacket and the tight pants and everything. And yes. Still rocking out. They watch a TV show of Knight Rider. Just like, oh, it didn't happen like that. That's not the true me. <laughs> it's like, oh, it's a Knight Rider comic book. We're just going to go full ripping off Logan. Yeah, let's fucking do this. <laughs> uh, I don't remember the show too much, but he has a friend. A friend's lying in the bed, and he's talking to him. Then all of a sudden, Kit walks over and stabs Like, an evil Kit stabs him in the chest. It's like, oh my god! god yeah, but Hasselhoff just... has to protect the little tiny clone female David Hasselhoff. <laughs> With her own little battery-powered Kit! Did you ever watch... Did, did, did you watch... <laughs> did you watch the, the reboot Knight Rider series? <laughs> no, I didn't. I only watched the like the, the TV pilot movie. I didn't know. I don't think. I don't know if it got picked up. I, I watched that. It wasn't very good. Um, they made Kit to like a Camaro, of course, like a mo- like that. Of course, not a, like that modern Camaro that was really popular. That still is kind of popular. It wasn't very good. What a show! It's kind of weird. And all the stuff they did with it, like Kit was made out of like nanobots and all this other weird shit. Mm-hmm. That's Strange. weird. Uh, so yeah, we'll see if that happens. Probably won't because of the stupid fucking comedy movie of John Cena and Kevin Hart. If yeah. that even goes anywhere. Uh, what is sadly not going anywhere, Steve, is Bad Boys 3. Oh. According to Martin Lawrence, it's probably not going to happen because uh, Will Smith is off doing other stuff. Oh, Will Smith is doing other stuff, and also Will Smith is not a big name like he once was, and Martin Lawrence hasn't had a job since 1999. Uh, I mean, I love Martin Lawrence, but he's he has himself to blame for all of his problems. Completely agreed. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe they'll let him back on the Saturday Night Live. It's his only chance. I don't know if he's still banned from Saturday Night Live. Why was he banned? Uh, his uh, opening monologue got really racist <laughs> and really graphic. So much so, <laughs> so, much so it's been scrubbed from the. It's been scrubbed. You cannot see it anywhere. Wow, that's impressive. I, I, honestly, as far as I've last looked, I, I I've never been able to find a, like see it again. Now, when it actually gets played, either on you know Hulu or all those other avenues, he's like going through. Then it cuts to like a, a t- black title card. Where it's a voiceover saying like what he does and what he goes into and how we didn't feel like this was appropriate, so we've removed it. Then it goes right back into like when he's wrapping up his monologue. <laughs> All right, everyone, thanks for coming out. Basically, <laughs> that's pretty much exactly what happened. That that right there. So that it's one of those infamous uh, SNL moments, similar, of course, to uh, the Sinead O'Connor stuff and. I think in the old reruns of the early set, the seventies episodes when Charles Rocket basically said "fuck" on air. <laughs> I think I think that's I think you can still see that in reruns. I don't know if that's what's scrubbed. So there's some good stuff there. Oh, so sadly, no bad boys three right now. But I don't know about Will Smith not having a name. I feel like if there's a bad I, boys I, three as much out, of a name, just that's all. Well, he's in really shitty fucking movies. Every December, some garbage fucking Oscar bait movie comes out that's just horrific. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Uh, this, the last one this year was Collateral Beauty. I that movie is a train wreck. That sounds like that sounds fake. Doesn't sound like a real movie. It is a real movie. Oh, no. You didn't see the trailers for it? No, I didn't. Oh. Well, the trailers make it set up like this man is really depressed because he lost his kid. And so his co-workers uh, find his letters and hire actors to uh, come talk to him as if they're like the personifications of love, time, death, all this other stuff. And they're like, it's just like this, you know, sickly, like, ah, they're going to make his life better. What's really going on is this man is, Will Smith's character is depressed with his de- uh, the death of his daughter. So the people in his company are doing this stuff to prove that he's mentally unfit so they can push him out of their company. 
okay. And on top of that, these aren't actors. These are actually the personifications of life, death, time, and all this stuff that are talking to him. Not actors as thought. And also, it's just bananas terrible. Great. Yes, yes. So there's uh, just cloud of beauty for you. Jesus Christ. <laughs> that might get on the docket for review someday. <laughs> but at the same time, I don't know. So, last bit of movie news. This goes in the category of, well, we'll talk about it real quick, but I'm not going to spend too much time. Because, like, I'm still waiting on a Justice League Dark movie. I guess we're going to get a Joker origin movie. Uh, directed by Todd Phillips and produced by Martin Scorsese. Okay. Uh, so there's that. I just don't know what Warner Brothers is doing at this point. I feel like they're announcing a new DC movie like every fucking week. And I don't know what the fuck their fucking, like, their slate, their schedule is whatsoever. And nothing makes sense. Like, I don't know how they're shitting the... Like, they finally got on track. I feel. Um, and I understand that they may have wanted to rework some stuff because the critical acclaim wasn't there for a couple films. Uh, but they were finally on track with, like, a plan and they were moving and they had a pace and they had fucking... They had movies planned and everything was going. And I just feel like they keep on just... Everything's reactionary. Well, in... Warner Brothers Defense. These are not necessarily officially announced films. They're just things that they're they're working on developing. It has not been like, you know, there hasn't been like there hasn't been a panel, there hasn't been a big press release, there hasn't been a lot of stuff. So these are still things in the works. That's why I kind of equate it to Justice League Dark mm-hmm. and uh, the Gotham City Sirens or the Harley Quinn versus Joker movie. All this other shit they're working on apparently. You know, this is you know, let's wait and see. That's why I'm like, let's wait and see what happens. Mm-hmm. When, I, when someone says it's in production, then I'll go, okay, let's see where we're at with this. But having uh, Todd Phillips directing it, that seems uh, suspect. Yeah. Well, I mean, he's of... made such good films. Yeah, it's The Hangover Part 3 and Due Date. Mm. Let's get him in here for my Joker origin film, the one thing I don't think anybody was asking for. No. I mean, now, guaranteed, if they're going to make a bunch of weird films that are just, like, of characters in the universe, that's fine. That sounds like fun. Yeah. Not everything not everything has to be connected, not like as in like progressing this giant story. It could just be like, here's the world, here's a character in the world. I'm fine with that. Yeah. That sounds like fun. Some of these all these Star Wars anthology films that we're kinda of, <laughs> we're still we're still working towards. Right. Which we you know, we, we still gotta wait to see how Han Solo turns out before the you know, jury's still out on that. We'll see. But I like but I like Rogue One. Oh, you know, that was my favorite movie last year. Mm-hmm. Correction from uh, I think last week or two weeks ago. Uh Turbo Kid was twenty fifteen. Rogue One was 2016. Oh, uh, no, it was Turbo Kid also in 2016. Oh, okay. So I, I was wrong, guys. <laughs> um, and and I'm pretty sure Turbo Kid's probably going to be the best movie of 2017. Uh, no, I, uh, I've seen a lot of good movies this year so far. I've seen, trust me, I've seen a lot of bad movies. But, but are they as good as Turbo Kid? Uh, probably not. There you go. Turbo Kid, best movie of 2017. Turbo, Turbo Kid was such a special movie for me. Oh man, that's oh. that's the uh, nice thing about doing. Um, speaking of winning awards in multiple years, that's the nice thing about self-releasing a horror film and then getting picked up for distribution, because Carousel got a bunch of like uh, acclaim when it came out last year in 2016 from like multiple websites, mm-hmm. and now when the distributor releases it, it's going to be a 2017 or 2018 movie. Then so then I can get even more awards. Yes, the awards shower me in your praise. Shower me, cover me. Oh, just cover me up in all that praise. <laughs> I need it. I need it. 
Oh, that's that's uh, fantastic. Um, oh, and uh, another uh, clarification on last week's episode. We were talking about how uh, the analytical company can get any money out of MoviePass. I did take some time. I did my due, due diligence. I looked up, figured out all that stuff. Uh, there's a web, there's an app that you use to select your film, so that's how they're collecting their data. There you go. Again, as far as cost side, I don't see how they're going to make this work. Nope. They can't. So... Someone equates to gym memberships, but I'm like, I don't think that's how that works at all. <laughs> no, it's not like you're going to the gym member. You're not like you're paying for the gym membership and then having to like pay for each equipment you use. Mm-hmm. This is just you just pay and you go to the building. Is if you have a thousand people and only five hundred people are showing up, you're 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 getting the money from five hundred people that aren't showing up. That's great. But as far as the movie pass, like no, they're they're gonna lose money. Mm-hmm. I don't think me. Saying I'm going to go see uh, Thor Ragnarok at this time is worth the $10 I just paid for it. No. <laughs> Wait and see. Right. So that's, that's it for movie news. That's it for wrestling news. That's, that's it for soda talk. It's time to get on to the last episode of Animated August as we talk about a film that is very fitting for the last episode for this uh, month because it's also a film that was pro- made and produced after the, the respective series it was based on uh, had, was done and had, on, had gone off the air. And that movie we're talking about this week is Brave Star of the Legend from 1988, directed by Tom Tatarnowitz. Witwicky? Witwicky, yes. And this is also uh, Filmation Studios' last uh, animated film. Oh, really? That I did not know. Yes. Uh, they did do um, Once Upon a Time. Let me see. Uh, Happily Ever After. Sorry. Happily, Happily Ever After. But uh, that did not get uh, premiered until 93. Okay. So this was a uh, this is basically the last like released while uh filmation was still a thing. Mm-hmm. Uh so Brave Star Legend, uh 1 hour 31 minutes. Marshall Brave Star and a female judge are sent to New Texas, a frontier planet under attack by the evil cattle spirit Stampede, who with his ruthless sidekick Tex Hex are vying for control of the universe one planet at a time. Okay. Okay, uh, so Steve, in classic fashion, what did you think of Brave Star: The Legend? I thought this movie was pretty fucking sick. This movie was really sick. Um, I did not expect to enjoy the film as much as I did, but goddamn, I really like this movie. Um, I will say though that I kept enjoying the film and thinking that it was really solid and really good, and I especially thought that like kids would fucking love this movie and stuff. But then it would like immediately like lose me a little bit every single time it would say names of things like new texas and texex because those names were just so silly that it took me out of how good the rest of the film was well the horse's name was 3030 uh that i kind of liked deputy fuzz deputy fuzz uh thunderstick jb uh, has a regular fucking name yeah uh, judge jb mcbride uh let's so other names here uh, yes, of course. Uh, handlebar, Outlaw Scud. <laughs> I like Handlebar because he fucking has Handlebar. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> it's Stampede. Don't forget Stampede, the villain. Yes, uh, who is the snake lady? Um, oh, I forget her name. She's not listed on IMDb here. Let's see if she's on the Wikipedia. I don't page. even think she fucking said anything in the movie. Uh, she did, I think. I mean, <laughs> I think. A little bit. A little bit. A little bit. Uh, let's get to, okay, here's a list of villains. Uh, we got Stampede, Texex, Barker, Billy the Droid, Cactus Head, Goldtooth, Hawktie, Howler, Krang, Outlaw Scuzz, Queen uh, Singlish, Sandstorm, Thunderstick, Two-Face, Two-Faced Dingo Dan, and Vipra. Vipra was the Vipra. female uh, serpentine lady. With a little snake gun. Yeah, that has a little tongue lash out. 
Uh, of course, these are all more characters that are more in the show than necessarily the film. Right. Uh, we had, you know, the main villains that we had in the film were, you know, of course, Tex Hex, uh, Stampede, uh, Thunderstick, and Vipra, and um, Galaskas. Yeah, I'd say that's it. That's about it. We, of course, I imagine, all, I think all these other characters showed up as just, like, the goons that were helping Tex Hex assault the fort. Oh, yeah, that's all. Uh, real quick, I'd like to establish, I think if we, we, if anybody's listening to this, they might think we're on LSD or something, because we're just, like, naming names. <laughs> Chris. I think we should back up just a tiny bit here. Um. So, Brave Star starts off with a space-like totem pole flying a spaceship going through space where a native american shaman is piloting this ship heading to a planet called new texas jesus christ we're on this planet is the evil spirit called stampede which is like a giant robo bison demon it like when i like when i heard the name and saw the horns i'm like oh he's a steer clearly but every shot is like no this is like chernabog's kid he's fucking he's got, terrifying oh big glowing yellow eyes Blue mouth that's like dripping like acid out of it the entire oh, time. Oh god, he yeah, looks fucking Sam, amazing. Uh, and so he's coming in to land on you, Texas. He's bad. He's like looking badass. Like I'm a battle you, Stampede motherfucker. <laughs> and he has this kid in this cryo cryostasis thing, and he takes off this medallion. He's like I'm gonna instill these powers with you. You're gonna save us someday. Breaks in half, shoots him off into space to go to the Galactic Marshals. And he's like, ah, I'm going to fight you, Stampede. And he's no, like glowing. I, I, and he, I, not only that, but like he outright says, Stampede, if I fucking live, you're fucked. Oh, <laughs> and yeah. I just respect the hell out of that. And he's like, it like explodes and crashes. But then when it crashes, it just turns this pillar of, like, I don't know, a stone pillar into a giant totem pole. Yes, of course. And I'm like, holy shit, this is incredible. Yep. Just amazing. What won me over comes a little bit later. Keep going. I, I, I'm trying to think, like, I'm trying to keep distilling the ludicrousness of this entire premise. Um, Alright, well, well, we're still on the planet in the past, so stick there before we go to modern day. In where the we past. first meet Tex-Hex before he becomes Tex-Hex. Oh my god, so oh, Tex-Hex. Who I respect they gave two different designs to for no reason. Well, they gotta show the before and after. So, te- so Tex-Hex is on this planet... With uh, McBride, who's a pilot, and they've discovered that there's this real rare mineral there, and there's also this whole race of annoying assholes that I hate. Just want to prairie them. people. They're called prairie people, which are think little Ewoks, but not really furry, like little like mole people wearing cloaks and hats. And they're using for slavery, we're filling up the ship with all these rare minerals. And so Tex-Hex betrays McBride and, like, just dumps all this shit out, takes the entire ship of this rare material, but it's too much. Yeah. And it explodes and crashes, and Tex-Hex is dead. But then the spirit of Stampede, again, this ludicrously, like, giant, like, mecha demon bison, uh, brings him back to life, back from the dead. <laughs> He's, like, blasting with magic and sorcery. Swinging and- his corpse around. And this is like like blowing like ma- magic out of the corpse's fingertips and blowing up stuff. It's like this is bananas. Yeah. And he comes back to life. He's all like all purple, wrinkly, like a big bushy mustache. He looks he looks pretty sick. Yeah. I, like, I like Tex Hex's design quite a lot. Yeah, he looks cool. Uh, and <laughs> I guess uh, that just happens until we cut forward years later. Years later. So that's establishing that. So this the uh, we should clarify this film came out after Brave Star had ended. I think we said that. 
So basically what this film is an origin film where it's telling us, because in the show there's obviously Tex Tex, all these people, but we really didn't know how they ended up on New Texas or how they ended up being who they are mm-hmm. and how they have to know each other and meet each other. And this is what we're finding out. So we're finding out that Tex Hex, the villain of this show, was a dude that fucked over another dude and then was embowed with magical demon powers by a giant mecha demon bison. Sweet. Sweet. Perfect. Excellent. I, I did not know this came after the show, and I thought this was an introduction to the show. Like, this came out before the show, and I was like, how did the show fail with this movie being as fucking amazing as it is? Yeah, I thought the same thing. I got mixed up also on the orders of release here. So I thought this was, this was released, and then the show... And I think the issue was it was just the timing. It was the late 80s. I don't think... I think that, that, you know, Ninja Turtles is huge. There's a lot more big things going on. Yeah. Because, I mean, necessarily, like... Uh, I can't remember. I don't think Biker, Mike's, Biker Mice from Mars was right now. I think that was a few years later, maybe. I think so. But, you know, there's just tons of shows from the late 80s, early 90s that were just, like, one season, one toy line, that was it. Yeah. And this is just one of those cases where I think a lot of people, mm-hmm. remember, people who know about the series remember it fondly because of how unique it is. Mm-hmm. And it is and unique. Lot, it's very, very unique. There's a fe- that, like one of the leads is a female that's not a little fucking damsel. The fucking lead dude is not some white guy. No, he's a Native American badass. It's a fucking Western in space. Fuck you, Firefly. This is how you do it. <laughs> yeah, fuck you. I didn't need Firefly season two. I need Brave Star season two. No shit. Way sure. better writing. Um, so Brave Star. Is just a dude who's who apparently is being called to New Texas because I guess yeah at this point Tex Tex and his gang are roughing up this uh, this settlement on New Texas. Yes, yeah, just fucking the settlement up. Also, I, I need to mention because he's he's in the scene where we see Tex Hex fucking that shit up. Mm-hmm. My favorite character in the entire film is the funeral director, the, uh, the, yeah, the, the Undertaker. Undertaker. Oh my yes, god, the Undertaker <laughs> was one of my favorites throughout the entire movie. Because at first. I didn't get it. Like, when the guy coughs and he tries handing him a business card, I'm like, oh, whatever. I, I thought he was a doctor. And then mm-hmm. he starts measuring people, and that's when I went, oh, he's measuring them for coffins. It's great, because every... <laughs> that, that, is, that joke is used all the time. Like, the whole time! Later in the film, when they're fixing up the fort, one guy looks like he's gonna fall, the Undertaker puts down his newspaper to look, and when the guy gets back, he's, he's like, it goes back to his ring, his newspaper, not, not caring. Yeah. Attention. <laughs> he's all sad. Yeah, it's it's such a great because the Undertaker he's, me- he's measuring it. a child. Yes, because the child's like, ah, you suck, Brave Star. He's like, oh, okay, let's check this kid out here. <laughs> I lost my shit, especially because like him measuring the kid is only there for that frame. Yeah. Like it's not something they linger on. Holy shit, the humor in this movie's fucking spot on. It's really good. Uh, I mean, it, this movie is obviously it's meant for kids, but it's not like dumbed down for kids. No, it's not. Because it deals with serious uh, stuff, and it doesn't, it doesn't, you know, it has good, good romance leads, and yeah, good, the romantic know. plot was actually really well done. You know, yeah. I, I mean, obviously they got together quick, as with the case with many ninety-minute-long movies. Mm-hmm. Um, but I thought it felt pretty natural. You know, they didn't get along at first, but he's such a suave motherfucker, and she, he respects her for being like wanting to be a good judge, and she respects him for actually being good at what he fucking does, and he's very attractive, and she is very attractive. So they make out, and they're both in charge of that kiss, which I also really appreciated. Yeah, he pulls her in for a kiss, he tries to walk away, she grabs him, pulls him in for a kiss. It's like, oh yeah! <laughs> she's she's down. She looks smoking in that mining outfit. Yeah, that mining outfit. That was, that was, that was great. And the Hammer of Justice, a.k.a. Mjolnir. His face fucking A! Like that! Fucking throwing it, destroying everything, and then it comes back to her because it's sentient. 
God damn. At this point, I honestly prefer to just keep talking about the film and not try to sum up the synopsis. Yeah. I, I prefer more to just try to say the ludicrous fucking shit that's in this movie and have someone who has not seen the movie go, what are they talking about? <laughs> yeah, let's do that. Because um, even, so, even, even uh, summarizing what happens, you're not, I'm not going to make it sound any less bizarre. Nope. So, fuck so it. Ahead, sorry. Um, so, since we didn't get to it, uh, the part of the movie that immediately won me over, like, the part that made me go, fuck you, I'm signed on for the rest of this movie, is when he, Brave Star punches a meteor to bits. It happened so fast that I didn't even have a minute to react. <laughs> he didn't even uh, think Steve, about it. Steve, he not only did that. He then went over to a wall and ripped a bolted, like, metal cylinder bookshelf off of it, off of the floor and threw it into the hole in the ship yep. to stop the uh, loss of pressure. Oh, my God. It was yeah, yeah, him just running a blam, punching the fucking rock. <laughs> I lost my mind. Well, the, the part where I lost my mind was uh, later when he goes to this horse temple to get this secret weapon, uh, he's fighting 3030, a robot horse yes. that can... Walk uh, bipedal and on all fours by kind of transforming himself. And he's a sweet ass gun, and he's an asshole. When he blasts thirty thirty through a wall, and he says, "Hey, I'm sorry. I didn't. This is a big misunderstanding. I'm sorry. I'm gonna leave now." He's trying. He starts walking. Yes! Thirty thirty punches through the wall and like clocks him right in the head. Oh, we ain't finished. Room. Oh my god, it's so great. It's so great. <laughs> the fight scenes are not like played up to be too comical. They're played. They have. They, there's actually some fun weight and some like great sense of violence and carnage in these fights yes the fight between 3030 and brave star is just so good it's the best action scene in the film probably it's pretty high up there i would say it's has about as much weight and emotion as when brave star is trying to kill stampede and tex hex is like trying to is trying to stop him Mm -hmm. that's a really good scene that is a really good fucking scene He's brave stars are fucked up and he's all his clothes are all tattered. He's like crawling and Tex Hex like smashing his hand. Breaks like, his hand, like, yeah. That's the class thing. And so brave brave stars like strength of bear like crushes Tex. Oh my! Foot. I lost my mind. <laughs> and like thro- that even got like a him. very audible reaction out of my wife. Like she was she wasn't as into the film as I was, but when that happened, she was just immediately like, "Holy shit!" Just because you hear like the crunch of his foot as he grabs him by the foot, spins him, and throws him like a hundred feet into a wall, <laughs> and then picks up the spear and just like like throws it and kills Stampede, and he's like, like he gets hit, he's like oh, oh and he's like blowing up and everything. Yeah, so that's the end of the film. <laughs> Fast forward a bit. Um, well, we're talking about badass moments. Yeah, that's fuck yeah, we are. That's one for sure. Um, I really do like the character of JB. JB rules. Yeah, JB super rules. She does not take anyone's shit, and I like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, she's a redhead, so that does enough for me. Yeah, me, when she popped up, I'm like, well, I know Steve's favorite character. <laughs> yeah. Um, but Bravestar himself was fucking great. Some, he really was. Sometimes these lead characters in, like, kid shows can be kind of eh, because they want them to be, like, that very stoic, like, like the, the Avatar type deal. Mm-hmm. And nope, Brave Star is very much his own person. Uh, he's very cocky, uh, but he's good at heart, and I like that. It worked really well, especially for this Western setting. Also, really like the setting. Yeah, it's a really fun setting where it does a good mixture of the you know Western setting with space, with science, with science fiction, all that type of stuff, mm-hmm. and also magic. Keeping that the whole. Um, I appreciate that the uh, space Indians also lost their homeland. Yeah, to the Stampede. 
Yes. I, I like that. It's a great, great element of storytelling where, where, you know, the shaman, the leader of all of them could have killed Stampede, but his uh, moment of weakness was protecting Brave Star. Yes. Like if he had sacrificed Brave Star, he could have easily killed Stampede and probably saved their home world. And his entire race, because it looked like they all got killed in the blast. And and also all the people on New Texas that kept getting fucked by Texex for decades. Yeah. Seems really seems like Sean made a bad call. Well, you know that he admits that though. That's he knows that that was a moment of weakness for himself. Yes, it was. And he really, you know, he's sad about that. But he has to. He understands, like you know, at this point, you know, Brave Star is powerful. He's all these things. Like he can make this right, oh. and he can save the day with the uh, eyes of the hawk, ears of the wolf, strength of the bear, and speed of the puma. Hey, Brave Star, wouldn't it be better if you had the nose of a wolf. Shut the fuck up, Joe. Okay. Yeah, he doesn't really quite use the uh, he eyes, ne- eyes. He uses eyes the eyes the once. Yeah, Only one time. So he doesn't use the wolf at all in the film. Like, I was fucking keeping track. Mm-hmm. Um, clearly, th- there's two powers that are better than the other two powers. Mm-hmm. Super speed and immeasurable strength that is way stronger than a bear. Well, it's the mystical bear. That's fine. The... and le- It's totally fine. I get that. I'm not going to talk shit on that. <laughs> no, but not. definitely, it's like a uh, strength of the bear and speed of the cougar. Uh, don't you want to use your ears powers? Nope. Well, he used, yeah, he used the hawk when he's fighting people. It's good. I imagine in the show, there'd be, obviously, there's more opportunities for use ears of the wolf in the show. In the movie, there's not an actual opportunity for that, because it's like, well, no, I just gotta beat the shit out of people real quick. Don't mind me. Yeah. And again, ears of the wolf is just weird. I think maybe senses of the wolf or nose. It's just something. I don't know. When I think of really good hearing, I don't necessarily immediately think of a wolf, even though it still does make sense. I think, well, I think dogs are equated a lot to having good hearing. I mean, I, you're probably right. I don't know. It just seems weird as a power set. I don't Just something seemed off about it. I can't put my finger on it. I'll stop talking. Well, we only have so many mystical Native American animals that we can use. Okay, Steve? That is true. So we're going to use the best we can here. Uh, hide of the bison. There we can. There we go. Powers. Like, you're really tough. But everyone wants to wear your skin. <laughs> everyone wants to kill you to try to weaken us. Because <laughs> we used you. We were too reliant on you. Plague of the white man. <laughs> um, the animation in this film was interesting because mm-hmm. there's times in the film when the animation is fucking phenomenal and I, and I really mean that like the best animation of any of the movies we watched this fucking month there's times when everything is so fucking smooth and detailed and painstakingly done and then there's times when the frame rate just goes to shit and it's like the worst Saturday morning cartoon animated shit yeah, I, I think it's one of those those um, trade offs where they, they there's particular moments like action scenes and fight scenes they wanted to look really really good, mm-hmm. but they had to you know realize that the trade off was going to be scenes where people were standing or talking or panning shots and things like that where you didn't you didn't need to have you, like there's no need to have crisp yeah stuff going on there like you know it's like let's 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 sacrifice that so that way when we get to all these other scenes these more more important pivotal scenes it will have that much more of an impact. Mm-hmm. I, I really, watching this, I, I kept thinking and equating it to, like, this is heavy metal for nine-year-olds. Yeah, I think that's a completely fair comparison. Now, granted, heavy metal itself probably is best viewed by a nine-year-old. <laughs> yes, of course it is. Or, I guess, like, yeah, yeah, 12, 13, whatever. Younger boys. Younger boys, that's that's all heavy metal's meant for. Yeah. They get badass uh, chicks undressing, put on armor, going to go punch dudes in the face, and all this other shit's going on. Like, yeah, young boys are going to see that and go, fuck yeah, it's amazing. But if you want to get something that's like, this is actually meant for a kid, Brave Star is like the closest analogy to that. Yeah, I think that's 100% accurate. Where it's just like the, the animation's very similar, the seriousness of the plot and the tone of everything is feels very 
heavy metal. Like most of the heavy metal's uh, segments are actual serious stories, aren't necessarily comedies. Mm-hmm. I think it's about fifty fifty in the movie, but um, it's very, it reminds me a lot of that. Yeah, just just like the when I think of heavy metal, I think of the aesthetic of like mixing. I don't know, fantasy and science fiction, all those, you know, in this, some case, you know, westerns and science fiction, and still having that fantasy element of magic with the shaman and Stampede. And just Stampede's design feels like right off the cover of Heavy Metal magazine. Mm-hmm. Like, it's so ugly and garish, and it's like how it's presented and done. Because, like, most of him is just like this gangly, you know, creature, but then, like, just the horns are super technoed out. Yes. It's such a, such a weird design, but it, it makes it really distinct and interesting. Yeah, it really does. Which I really, really dig. I mean, it, just him in general. Like, just the idea that the evil, the big evil of this universe is this demon robo-bison whose main force was just an army of bison. Yeah. Like, giant bison. Yeah. Giant demon bison who just, like, stampede across the landscape. And all these Native American space Native Americans... They can't stop them. No, they can't stop. They, them. And even these people in New Texas can't stop them when they're skeletons. It's just, it's just, it's just crazy. But they're in fortress mode. Oh man, when they start transforming like Fortress Maximus or something, <laughs> pretty badass. Second movie watch this month where a city is transforming to into uh, defense mode. Yes, yeah, the Autobot City and uh, Fort Fuller, full, former. I thought that they were going to build a fake town to put in front of the real town. As <laughs> soon as he landed, the sheriff's near. Because he was near. He's nothing else in this movie. Um, what else did I want to say? I really hate the little fucking short, annoying sidekick character. He is great. He is grating, and also they put so much of an effect on his voice that even when he starts speaking English, without explanation, I couldn't understand what the fuck he was saying most of the time. Yeah, Deputy Fuzz. Yeah. Um, I didn't like Deputy Fuzz. Deputy Fuzz was wheelie. <laughs> yeah that's that's fair i don't know how i feel about deputy fuzz um he served his purpose yeah i mean i guess he had a reason to exist because they gave him I, they made it him and his species good at something yeah and he also gave the good emotional element wherein he's trying to protect uh brave star and brave star thinks he's he's he died and that's what gives him the big like hulk up hero moment where he like crushes tex-ex foot and he's like he starts fucking up the day mm-hmm. and of course he didn't die because of course he know. didn't you know, this you know, this show has some... Like, I was reading some stuff about the show. The show, of course, did the usual moral stuff that a lot of cartoons at the time did. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was one episode where some kid gets addicted to space LSD, like some material on, te- on you know, New Texas, and fucking ODs and dies. That's fucking amazing! In the show. I mean, just in general, I mean, there's so much stuff in the show that doesn't pull the punches. I think the only thing I think they pull the punch on is not killing Deputy Fuzz. Mm-hmm. But when you remember that this is an or- kind of an origin film for the show... It doesn't. You can't really do that, right? But I mean, they're not. They're not. They're not uh, pulling any punches. Otherwise, like it does. You know, I don't doubt that people fucking died mm-hmm. when uh, Brave Star was fucking up all these guys trying to assault the town. It's just even the way he does it. He's like just punching fucking these these. Uh, I don't know the design of. It's not the horses. They're kind of like rocket scooters designed to look like horses. Mm-hmm. He's just punching him, and then thirty thirty transforms and has like a fucking shotgun. He's shooting people. Oh, and, and he stuff. he handles that shotgun like fucking. Arnold Schwarzenegger and T2. Or a Commando. I guess Commando's a better choice. I mean, both are good when he's holding, like, the minigun in Terminator 2, but... No, no, I'm not talking about the minigun. I'm talking about the shotgun that Arnold has whenever he's, like, on the motorcycle and shit. Oh, the Winchester yeah, gun. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, I get what you're saying. I mean, they fucking... One of the bison literally bite his gun, and his response is just, click, bang. 
And it was <laughs> fucking so badass. It really was. And I fucking, oh, uh, Brave Star was riding him and kicks him like he's a horse, and he's just like, what the fuck are you doing, motherfucker? Uh, another filmation staple, the Mount of the Hero has a fucking badass voice. Yeah, I love that. It's so good. Uh, I think, I'm trying to think of what else uh, was big stuff for me. I mean, I thought the movie flowed really well. I thought really good pacing. The pacing in the movie was great. It really yeah. was. You could definitely tell this was a instance where this was clearly meant to be a movie, not episodes added together. And I think that, I think as these movies have gone on this month, I think we got more and more films that felt like, not to say, more focused. Yes. More, that's the word I want to use. Like, more focused. They knew what they were doing. They wanted to make, like, this movie flew by. I thought, it felt like 45 minutes. Yeah. Really. This is a very fast-paced film. Very well done. Yeah, and I, there was, I didn't think there was really any wasted scenes. I think everything was justified. Like, when JB gets taken by the mole people, uh, they, and it shows their civilization is actually pretty advanced. Because until this point, we just see them, like, popping out of the ground and being annoying to people. We see them have an advanced civilization. Uh, she establishes a friendship with them. She gets her weapon, which is the Hammer of Justice, which I will just call, keep calling Mjolnir. Yes. Because uh, she threw it, destroyed a robo-viper cobra thing, and then it flew right back to her hand. Yeah. And she kept on destroying a bunch of shit. Yeah, for sure. She was badass. I like how, man, I just, going back to JB as a character, they give her good dimensions as a character. Because um, not only is she smart and, you know, her own independent woman, it, yeah. you know, whatever trope you want to call that, she actually has, like, anger issues. She has real emotions. Like, when she's trying to fix stuff for the, because they're trying to fix this town up before Tex-Ex and his people uh, do a rampage again. Yeah. And she's getting pissed at this wrench starts beating the fucking thing with the hammer. Yeah, it's great. And then it has a good like, character moment with Brave Star, where the usual stuff. I mean, this movie has a lot of Western tropes. Don't get me wrong, but I think they're all they're all they're all charismatic and serviceable and work really well for the film. Where you know the usual line where the hero is trying to tell someone's like, "Hey, don't be scared. I'm scared too." Mm-hmm. You know, you know, I I'm, you can't go into a battle not be scared. Yep, it's it's good. It's good character development for both her and Brave Star. Every the, the film at times was pretty Western tropey, but everyone still felt like a real person. Mm-hmm. And that's a huge deal for an 80s toy cartoon movie. Yeah. This is the best 80s toy cartoon movie I've seen. Yeah, I think overall, like, I can say there's tons of things I love about Transformers the movie and G.I. Joe the movie. Yeah. But it still feels like it's trying to sell you something. Mm-hmm. I, Brave Star feels like it is servicing the story, servicing the movie, the plot, trying to entertain you with a good, good, entertain, good film. Yeah. Good entertaining film. The only time I felt like I was being sold a toy was the fortress mode. That's it. I was just like, oh, clearly that was the $80 base. Uh, not really. They didn't, that didn't exist. Oh, okay. The, the toy, the place that was purely just like, you know, imagine a stereotypical Western toy place that where it's like a couple buildings and that's it. Well, that's cool. That's awesome. But that was the only yeah. time it felt like that. That was the only time in, in all 91 fucking minutes. Yeah, I never really got that feeling, but I mean, overall in the film, the film never feels like it's trying to shove toys down my throat. Yeah. It's never like, uh, here's this thing, haha, 1999 at your local Toys R Us. <laughs> Which actually, 1999, that'd probably be the place that the, the actual, like, vehicle toy probably be like $15. Yeah. 3030. Transforming 3030. Uh, actually, 3030, the toy is just a horse yeah. that you can stand up. Yeah, we looked so it up because we were thinking about getting a 3030 and we decided against it. Yeah, Brave Star is one of those uh, licenses similar to how Masters of the Universe has been going for like almost ten years now. We had new figures. Uh, Brave Star is another one that fan- fans of Masters of the Universe are also fans of Brave Star and other and Black Star and a couple other series. And Brave Star is one of the ones that's constantly requested for someone to get the license to start doing new toys for. Mm-hmm. Because the toy line didn't have necessarily a ton to it, and obviously they never made a JB figure because it's a girl figure. Not yeah, a girl no one figure, buys girl figures. Line. 
Uh, so a lot of people want that. A lot of people obviously would love new updates. I mean, the figures aren't bad. They're pretty decent figures for 88. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it's just, uh, people would really like to see a new toy line for that. But of course, the issue runs with that is it's very, very niche. Mm-hmm. I can understand, like, Bucky O'Hare getting new stuff, because I think Bucky O'Hare still has a pretty recognizable brand for itself. Yeah. But as far as um, Brave Star, not so much. Nope. But hey, you can pick up the Brave Star Complete series for only $30 on DVD. All 65 episodes. So I may do that. Yeah. The film, however, is $90 on DVD. I was just about to say, (laughs) uh, this is another case similar to the last two weeks where uh, this physical is kind of difficult, but you can see this on YouTube. Yes. So there is an avenue for that, but as far as you know, anywhere else, Amazon like streaming, like if you want to pay for it, stuff there's nothing really available, and the film is out of out of print on DVD. Mm-hmm. So this is one of those weird ones. So, so I'm so clearly I, I need to download the YouTube video, um, upscale it to a to a slightly more tight 720, and then sell this on DVD at conventions for 20 bucks a pop, and I'll make all that Brave Star money from all seven fans. And then you can also have the Star Wars Holiday Special right there with you. Oh, no, that's a bonus feature on the disc. Okay. I think some people might think that you're getting the Star Wars Holiday Special with the bonus feature of Brave Star the Movie on there. <laughs> some people, but whatever, so long as they give me money. <laughs> that's all that matters. <laughs> give me that green. Give me that green. Uh, but yeah, as far as, like, yeah, it's, it's an actual film trying to be a film, not trying to be a toy commercial first, which is really appreciated. And it feels like a, it's a fun Western. Yeah. So that's, which I dug. I, I really enjoy a good Western. Um, I think, I don't know if I have anything else I really want to say about the film. I think we covered most uh the major... Ridiculous stuff. insanity. The ridiculous insanity that I, I sat down for, and it's like, you know what, sure. This film is taking itself seriously enough, but it still has like, a little bit of a wink at you. Yeah, it has a sense of humor, but it's not tongue-in-cheek the whole fucking time. No, it's not, it's not trying to say, like, haha, we're goofy. It's just like, no, this is the world. This is what it is, and it, it takes, it's ballsy in that, the fact that that's the case. That they have this ludicrous premise and ludicrous setting and they're like no here it is let's go for it let's this is this is the pieces we have let's make a western out of this yep and it was pretty fucking awesome it was it was really fucking awesome i really enjoyed it all in all through and through it that was a really fun time definitely dug it uh so i think that might be, be our final thoughts uh steve do you want to get into star ratings unless there was any uh, any 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 particular final thoughts on your side mm, no i don't think so i think we covered everything that i wanted to talk about so okay. i think my star rating would be a four and a half and it just loses it a half because it's, uh, you know, honestly, it just loses a half star because the, I really hated the, the side character deputy. And uh, at times the animation gets really shoddy. But other than that, I think it's a really, really excellent fucking animated film. I really think so. That's really cool. Mine's not, mine's a little lower. My, I'm, a, I'm a solid four. Very solid four stars. I put in that very good ta- category where I would definitely recommend to people who have not seen this and definitely would give it a, you know, check it out in that regard so uh we're gonna wrap it up there thank you guys so much for joining us for animated august uh we'll move into a hodgepodge of episode stuff in september and of course we'll get into halloween season of october and all the good stuff going on there so you can join us for all that goodness if you want to let us know if you if you watch this film and you enjoyed it please email us at moviefilmsbillandsteve.gmail.com and let us know what you thought about the film if you have kids uh, or like you know some of that i'd love to hear what they thought about it and and make sure you buy your kids super task force on amazon prime yeah, please do that. Of course, you can find all of our episodes at moviefilmsandbillandsteve.tumblr.com where all the episodes are listed there and they have great uh, little uh, tags so you can see all the animated August episodes. You can see all the Rudy Ray Moore episodes we did at the beginning of this year. Super convenient, super nice. Uh, we're also on iTunes and on Facebook. Uh, you know, the usual stuff. Give us a like, leave a comment, subscribe to the five-star review. That'd be so nice of you. And we're on Stitcher on the website and the mobile app. And I am on Twitter at Bill. And of course, you can check out my films... 
uh, SilverSpotlightFilms.com, Facebook.com slash SilverSpotlightFilms, KarisHell.com if you want to pick up a copy of that. Uh, once again, Red Christmas is now streaming on Amazon Prime, so go check that out if you want. And if you want to see me be a superhero, Facebook.com slash TheAmazingSpiderSteve. Fantastic. Well, as always, guys, I've been Bill. I've been Steve. I sent you after a great weapon, one that you can trust with your life. This you have found. It is called friendship. Friendship.